Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. What time is it? It's time to take over. Why? Do you believe that? Well, shout yes if you believe it. You may be seated. Um, I want to welcome you to this very special um, session of first century faith directly linked to the subject or the truth of the indwelling Christ in you the hope of glory the bible calls it calls that experience a mystery among the gentiles our foremost writer teacher in the new covenant about this christian fact that we have the privilege of living is the Apostle Paul. And, and, and so when we look at the way the Lord has used the original, what I call the original authorized agents, when you look at People in the canon. When you look at the writers of the Gospels, Luke's record of the Acts of the Apostles, when you read the epistles that are the living word, of course, but they're written from the ministerial position that the writer functions in. So Peter would write, from the position and the communication level that has his personality expressed together with God's divine truth. So when we look at that, we can understand from their background, from their training, and from the way God used them what is available for us today. Otherwise, you would just be reading another book or you would be reading about another time or you would be wishing rather than expecting. When a promise is full of bigness, God supplies a connection to that promise. If God does not supply a connection to that promise, then bigness becomes a wish to the Christian. And I don't know about you, but I've been all over the world. And I've seen a lot of wishful Christians. 
and, 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 and the word of God does not call us to wish. The word of God gives us a connected hope to a certain assurance, a blessed assurance. And that hope is substance, tangibility, and it becomes connected to the faith alive in us. And that faith alive in us gives us an outcome before it comes out, an assurance before it happens, and a realization in the now of better things to come. This is why it's very important to understand what does it mean for God to live in me? What does it mean for God to live in you? Can we talk about that at FCD? Can we talk about that at FCF? The word of God talks about talk. Last time we got together in this setting, I talked about God talk. The word of God talks about talk. And it's the talk of all talk. It says when the Gentiles, the godless, the atheist, the agnostic, the philosopher, people that have their own opinion, come into your midst. If you are immature, supernatural, miracle, faith, apostolic, global, church, international, miracle, institute, believer, you would have a spirit of prophecy operating on the inside of you. And as you allow that to flow in you, people will bow their knee and acknowledge that God is in you of a truth. Let me ask you something. Are you happy that God is in you? Or are you just sure he's in you wishing he would do something to change what you're choosing to look at? Are you waiting till God changes your surroundings before his indwelling impacts your attitude? What does it mean for the Lord to dwell in his people? What does it mean for Christ to be in you? Do you have a minute? Let's look at it. Some of you are a little nervous. How many are fasting? Two, three people. The rest of you are nervous. Don't get nervous. Um, I'd like to teach today. <clears throat> the Apostle Paul, that's where we're going to zero in on. We're going we're gonna to zoom in on the Apostle Paul and his teachings. Is that okay? Yes. The Apostle Paul talks about the uh, resurrection of Christ. And uh, we'll link this up to and with how the Lord uh, rose from the dead and appeared to uh, the 
believers, the community of believers, over 500 people, all of the apostles, the, also including the 12, Matthias among them. Then he appeared to Peter as recorded, Kephas, and then he appeared to James, and it's recorded. Last of all, he appeared to Paul. Paul said, he appeared to me last of all. And, um, and he tells us that that appearance was relevant. Now, you and I know that the Lord appeared to Paul on the road to Damascus. Isn't that right? Yes. Now, I want us to look at it. it um, I, I could take a verse out of anywhere in the, in the epistles here. But might as well just go to Galatians. You're excited that you're here this week. You there? Yes. Galatians chapter 1. And uh, he, he, uh, the Apostle Paul mentions his persecution of the church as Saul of Tarsus, a chief leader among uh, the Pharisees and uh, 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 also uh, prospered, he said above all of his colleagues in uh, the uh, Jewish religion, as he mentions it. How many remember that? And so he's a very, very educated, very uh, uh, theologically uh, qualified individual and very zealous for the traditions of the fathers and for the law of Moses. And so unknowingly, and uh, uh, he believes that the church is his enemy and that these believers are just uh, uh, a cult that he needs to oppose and, and so on. So he mentions it here in Galatians chapter 1 prior to the qualification of God over his life. Isn't that right? Yes. Verse 13 in chapter 1 of the epistle of St. Paul to the Galatians. He said, for you have heard of my conversation or my conduct. How many understand that? Yes. In times past in the, Jew, in the Jews religion. How that beyond measure. I persecuted the church of God. And wasted it. And profited in the Jews religion. Above many my equals. In mine own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of the fathers. Now he's setting us up. He's preparing you to comprehend that if God would take an arch enemy and place his call upon him. And then fill him with that supernatural blessed hope and the spirit of faith. And use him so powerfully 
to the intent that he, God, would use Paul to make you and I see, then your seeing and my seeing is apprehending and receiving a blessing that God chose to bestow upon an enemy by stopping him sovereignly, calling him divinely, and empowering him supernaturally to take him from being a waster of the church to being a builder of the body. I don't know if anybody here feels like jumping up and thanking God that the end time belonged to you. Glory to God. Amen. You may be seated. Now look at this with me, please. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen or the Gentiles or the nations. That's what that word means. Immediately I conferred Not with flesh and blood. In other words, I didn't go talk um, to others. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me. But I went into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Uh, I want to stop there for a minute. I want you to look at this. Very important. He qualifies three things. Three things. One is when the Lord interrupted him, he was an enemy. So he was the least likely to teach this. Uh huh. And and so he 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 qualifies that the Lord interrupted him by his grace. And so he was the least likely to preach this and he was the least likely to have this because this that he defines is the full pleasure of God. When it pleased God. What did it please God to do Paul? To reveal his son in me. Not under my arm as I carry the book. Not under my seat as I put the book under my seat. Not in the library so I could go open the book and see what the son says. But God chose a vessel that is full of hatred for the church, a vessel that is full of nothing but tradition and religion, a vessel that knows all that it can know about God, but does not know God. And God wanted his pleasure to be revealed in me, Paul said. 
It pleased him to reveal his son in me. This is the indwelling. Now you've heard me talk about this, you guys, that before the Lord could reveal his son in Paul, he had to reveal his son to Paul. Are you catching that? And he, te- he tells us this. If you notice, he says, when it pleased God who wanted that, he wanted to show the indwelling of the, the, the Christ, the, the, the glory of God. I, I'm not even going to get ahead of myself. The light of the world. He wanted to reveal the light of the world in me. Immediately, I didn't go ask about him and get natural information from others. Well, why, Paul? Because God wanted somebody among the originals that can come from the opposite side, from enmity, have an encounter with the living God on the road to Damascus, and be trained by God himself with reference to the indwelling that lives in the lives of humanity. Today, I want to serve notice on any weakness, any sickness, any calamity, any opposition, any enmity, any fear or doubt and unbelief in all areas of your life. It will leave your life by the power of Christ's indwelling. And he will strengthen your body He will expand your ability to have in this life the the participation that he has given to you and the indwelling of God through the Lord Jesus Christ by the ministry of the Holy Ghost will be greater than you've ever imagined it to be. Now, if if, 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 I'm going to teach you a little bit. I'm going to ask you questions. Here you see, if you notice the, the, the text, when it pleased God, it pleased God to reveal his son in me. He called me by his grace. It pleased him to reveal his son in me. That I might preach him, the son, among the Gentiles or the heathen. Immediately, I did what? And, but, but, and I didn't go get my information from the apostles before me. We know he met with, with, with Peter. We know he met with J- James. But then he, he makes that very clear that that wasn't until a time and that wasn't in order to get his revelation. Okay, that's very important to New Testament truth. Because when this encounter took place, something happened. And most Christians, most people... You're not taught about the time between when Christ revealed himself on the road to Damascus and the time when he trained Paul to understand the becoming. (laughs) The indwelling. You just put them all into the same account. That when the Lord appeared to Paul, all of a sudden, instantly, Paul knew everything he needed to know 
about everything he needed to know in order to do everything he did. And yet it's all in that verse. He shows that he was an enemy, one. Secondly, it was the choosing of God and the election of God that interrupted it. And thirdly, he did not go get the revelation or the gospel from people. He went to a particular place to commune with God and go over the Old Testament scriptures and the word of God. He knew in order to receive in his life and in his heart what God taught him. Are you, are you, are you understanding? Should I stop? Are you getting anything out of that? So when, when Paul or Saul of Tarsus saw the Lord Jesus, he's on, he's, he's, he's on his way to Syria, to Damascus, and he's going to kill Christians, he's going to wreak havoc, he's going to bring us into prisons, he's going to just, he, he's after you. Saul is after you. Now, when the Lord appears to him, and uh, glorious than the sun, brighter than the sun, <laughs> and knocks him down. Yes. I mean, you know, this is the glory of God. So, you know, with Christ in you, the hope of glory, it's like when Paul said glory, people fell down. Yeah. Don't look at me like that. That's what he said. He said, and my speech and my preaching was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration right. of the spirit and of power. Yeah. When Paul said glory, he knew what he's talking about. Yeah. Christ brighter than the noonday sun that means the brightest sun or planet in the heavens at noon is eclipsed if you will or becomes a lesser light when Christ shows up that means the Lord unzipped heaven and said and Saul of Tarsus just hit the ground under the power of God now go ahead if you're going to shout shout And he said, uh, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? He said, I'm Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. And he said, it's hard for you to kick against your conscience. I want you to hit somebody. Conscience. Conscience. In other words, Paul, you're resisting your conscience. Okay. All right. I'm going to try to teach you tonight. I'm looking for people who haven't been there yet. (laughs) 
And so if you notice, he could not see because of the glory of that light. He had to be led by the hand to wait. And then he sees in a vision a disciple by the name of Ananias come to him, right? And, 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 the, and, and the Lord appears to the t- a disciple and tells him, Saul saw you in a vision, go to him. He didn't want to go because he, he, he knew Saul like Saul was. Now, wait a minute. Now, he was going to go lay hands on Saul and Saul still did not know. The revelation of Christ in you. Saul only knew that he was persecuting Jesus of Nazareth. He only knew that Christ Jesus is the Lord of glory. He knew that he was king of kings. He knew he was Lord of lords. But he wasn't yet full with the Holy Ghost. And he wasn't yet baptized. Are you listening to me? And he couldn't even see. He hadn't signed up for SCD. He hadn't gone to FCF. But he was planning on it. I want you to smack somebody and say, wake up, you need this. Isn't that true? So when, when, when you, you, you see it, right? So Ananias comes and he says, Brother Saul, you know the Lord Jesus that you saw in the way sent me to you to live. And he put his hand on him. Sent me to you that you would receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it was like scales fell out of, off of his eyes forthwith or immediately he received his sight. And he got up and was baptized. Now that's where he said, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. That's where he said, I went over there somewhere, somewhere in the general vicinity where God had showed up to Moses in the form of a fire in the burning bush and said, Moses, I am the God of your fathers. I'm the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. I went over there to the general area where God called it holy ground. I went over there to the God that appears to you, that teaches you, that fills you, and that empowers you. Because I already knew what it was like to think I knew about God. Now I want to know the God that I'm going to talk. Oh, if you're going to shout, shout. If you're going to shout, shout. My, 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 my. Glory, 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 glory. Mm. And so he, uh, so he, he separates himself knowing that it is the good pleasure of God to predestine him or have predestined him to his election and it was the will of God to teach him. Whatever God would teach him, he would share with the world. 
Well, obviously the subject matter was the person. That matters. That the Lord said, I want to reveal myself in you. So when you preach me, you wouldn't be talking about someone somewhere. I would be talking out of you and in you and with you and I'll be for you. And, you, and, 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 and I, 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 I will energize you. And, and lashes won't kill you. And, and beatings with rods won't cripple you. And shipwrecks won't sink you. And stoning won't end you. And enemies won't make you quit. And snake bites won't harm you. Because I will live in your body and in your life. I'll energize you. And I will teach you, even though you would seem as if you're born out of time, I will teach you the very things I taught my originals when I appear, I appear to them in my glorified body. By the time I'm finished with you, they're going to say, how did you get this? You couldn't have got it except from God. And I'm going to put you in my new covenant so that you can be an example of people who ran into the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and got a revelation that reveals himself in them through the power of the indwelling. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, if you want me to keep going, shout today. You may be seated. Now, now you say, well, Dr. Harfouche, that sounds wonderful. <clears throat> How do you know that happened? Well, I'm glad you asked me. I, and I'm going to tell you in a minute. You know, that's figuratively speaking. Oh, go ahead and laugh. <laughs> I come with peace today. Shalom. <laughs> go ahead and laugh. Ready? Open your mouth and laugh. (laughs) Go ahead and laugh and worry your worries. And terrify your fears. Laugh. Laugh. Rejoice in the Lord. Always.
and again. So in his writings to the Colossians, the Apostle Paul uh, shares with all of us his uh, determination, his assignment. In the first chapter of Colossians, in in verse 25, he says, wherever I am made a servant, or a minister according to the dispensation the time frame the season the period dispensation of God which is given me for you to fulfill the word of God I want you to notice I labor right Uh, I made a minister uh, a servant according to the time frame that is given to me by the Lord to fulfill his word or verify his word is so. When we look at the entire counsel of the word of God in the new covenant, we look at the teachings of John, we know he's speaking about the person, the second person of the Trinity, God the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and God was the word or the word was God, right? So to fulfill the word of God means to perform and verify the lordship of the Lord over everything else. That's why all the promises of God in him, the living word are yea, and in him, amen, to everyone who believes. When the word talks, don't doubt him. Oh, go ahead and shout. And that's, that's what he's saying, to fulfill, verify that it's so, perform the word of God. Even what? The mystery. Do you notice that? The word of God, the mystery. Verse 26, the word of God, the what? The mystery. Which has been hid from ages, from generations, but now is made manifest or revealed to his saints, the church, the church, the church. How many of us are so overcome with the fact that what was hidden is now revealed? And who was hidden is now revealed. Now he reveals himself to you with the intent that he reveals himself through you. You were born into this new life so that this new life will be born and revealed in you and through you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I, 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 I'm going to wait till the church shows up. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till dead man raises and 
hospital emptiers and world changers and mountain movers show up in this place tonight. I'm awake. Oh, come on, somebody. You sound good now. <laughs> Lift your hands up and give God the greatest shout he's ever heard. Amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Now watch what, what we go back to we go back in our in in our recall to the to the text tonight. When it pleased God to reveal his son in me. Do you see that? And so what we see that, that if it's the will of God to reveal his son in the apostle Paul. Must be the will of God to preach him. Well, To the intent that he would reveal. He would give us the fruit of, 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 of such an indwelling. The fruit of the spirit. The nature of the Lord. The evidence that we're not just empty shells. We're full full vessels. We're, we're redeemed tabernacles. Praise the Lord. We're, we're a full gospel body. We're, whoo, we're, we're gospel full. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're, we're carrying the remedy of the planet. We've discovered the cure of all problems. Hallelujah. Because who was hit? See what it says. The mystery that was hidden. It's saying God, who was hidden in times past, is now revealed to his saints. The image, the presence, the fact that everybody was asking, what would God do? Or would God do? Or would God please do? is no longer is no longer applicable because the word became a man and dwelt among us he healed the sick he cast out devils he delivered the demoniac he he prospered his people and he supplied himself hallelujah praise the lord forever and in this mystery that has been hidden from ages and from generations is now revealed right is now revealed or made manifest or made evident to his saints. Isn't that what the Apostle Paul says to the Colossians? Yes. Well, what did he just say to the Galatians? That it pleased God to reveal his son in him. Yes. So that meant that when the Apostle Paul, and that means that when we go somewhere, praise the Lord. There is a greater evidence. There is a greater evidence of the, of the Lordship of the Lord when there is an understanding of the indwelling of the Lord. 
just a fact. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Some of you are looking at me like, talking about the indwelling. I don't want to get ahead of myself, so just want you to receive today. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is? Shout it. The hope of glory. Right? So he's talking about he's talking about the indwelling. Whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. So we we could see here, first century discipleship was initiated by the Lord to bring a transformation and a change to the individual. Spirit, soul, body, and in every area. Are are you listening? And so we, we could see that because we could see that God, the Lord appears to Paul. And by doing that, he, he makes a convert out of Paul. But before he can make evidence provider out of Paul, he has to give Paul first century training. He has to give Paul um, a New Testament uh, infusion. He, he has to help him understand what is this union that that Christ has made between God and man. And then, and then he has to take it from it being an external observance that Saul of Tarsus was accustomed to. He was accustomed to look forward to a better time. Every, every, every religious thing he did. Are you listening to me? We're talking about a day in the future. The Samaritan woman even understood that concept. When Messiah comes, are you listening to me? And so everyone understood that what they did was was looking forward to the time when it'll all be fixed and all things will be made uh, new and there'll be an answer to every question and a performance for every prayer. And so Saul was a convert, but God doesn't want to leave you in the crib as a convert he wants to get you to understand what is this union that Christ has accomplished between God and humanity so that you will not live as a victim but as a victor every day of your life my God my God I feel the power of the Holy Spirit in this place glory 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The mystery Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, whom, whom, not whom we pronounce, whom we publish, whom we put into God talk. Uh, our words are spirit and life, and we preach Him into you, and the yes jumps up on the inside of you, and the miracle begins a change. And the miracle begins a change. has started on the inside of you.
you, you tracking now? Yeah. All right. And so this, this union, this union, now he's got to teach Saul that this experience is not just one, you know, boom on the road. No, I want to teach you that it is my will to, re- it is my good pleasure. It is It pleases me to reveal my son in you so that you would preach him revealed. You would not preach him hidden. You would preach him revealed. And when you preach him, the sorcerer will fail. When you preach him, the devils will leave. When you preach him, the obstacles will bow. When you preach him, the souls will be redeemed and the lives will be changed. Glory to God. And this, this union that God has made with man, all of mankind who will accept, he has made this union in Christ and in his earthly ministry. When Christ was conceived and born, a union to make up the last Adam came into place. Everything you worry about, Jesus chose not to. Everything that you think that nobody else understands, Jesus took it on, understood it, defeated it for you. Every lying symptom that tries to get on you, Jesus carried to the cross and buried it permanently so that you would live in divine health. Oh, come on and shout somebody. The world is listening to you. My God. And, and so he fused us or united us with God. He united our humanity with God's divine nature in Christ Jesus. When Christ uh, finished his earthly ministry and rose from the dead and taught the disciples. He taught us for 40 days. And then when he left, we were ready. And I'm going to go back to teaching on that. But in that upper room, 120 people knew exactly how to receive on the highest measure of infilling and baptism. They were already, we were thoroughly prepared. Are, are, are you listening? So now when, when Jesus appears to Saul of Tarsus, he appears as the Lord of glory. And, and, and when, when, when you see this, what we call the Pauline epistles or the Pauline gospel. He called it my gospel about himself. He called it his gospel. Amen. It's my gospel now because I got it by revelation. Are you listening? And whatever you receive really literally changes you. And, 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 and so he, he, he continues 
to do this and I'm not going to belabor this because I want to answer your question that you asked me a little earlier. (laughs) So he says here that God wants to make known this fellowship, the riches of the glory, verse 27, the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory whom we preached. Um, um, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Now notice there are two things there that just got said. One is Christ in you and two is you in Christ. Two things you just got tempted to read over. Are you listening? Yes. One is Christ in you, and two is what? Okay, so he says now, in verse 29, our very familiar verse, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working which worketh in me mightily, or I labor and work and preach and teach and travel and journey according to his superhuman energy that so mightily regenerates himself within me or itself within me with power. So we see that not only did he preach something uh, or preach someone, but he lived someone. He, he, he had a connection with, with what he preached. He didn't preach whom he did not know. And he did not live without the benefits of such knowledge. Praise the Lord. Let, let me look, look, look at this verse 29. While you're, you're at that point, you're teetering at the point of exhaustion. There's a working a dunamis that you could you could tap into, you could stir, and you can activate. That'll flow into every part of your being. When humanity is being worn out, are you listening to me? By the pressures of the external defeated world, you, through Christ, have overcome the kings of the earth. Not taken back all. Isn't that powerful? Ephesians chapter 1. 
In the first chapter of the Ephesians, again, it is the epistle of Paul to the Ephesians. So the Apostle Paul is praying, and uh, we can start anywhere in, in Ephesians, and you know, best thing to do is leave it to you to read the entire epistle. <clears throat> and uh, in your own time of study, meditate on that. If you can meditate on Ephesians and still have problems... Just meditate a little longer. <laughs> Do you love the Lord today? Yes. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm, I'm just going to have us look from verse 16 when the Apostle Paul says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, uh, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding would be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That's powerful truth. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us or in us, in the original language, who believe according to the working of his mighty power. He goes on to talk about it being the power of the resurrection of Christ from the dead. Not, 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 not because... Raising someone from the dead is the highest level of power. But because the resurrection of Christ from the dead took humanity to never again have to participate with degeneration or decay. So this was a resurrection unto immortality. And that is the participation completely with the never changing, never eroding, never weakening nature of Almighty God. And everybody who's a Christian has an appointment with that. Sooner or later, that's going to get you. Should I stop? Now, if you notice the... um, the writings of St. Paul here in the 17th verse, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of the Father of glory, may give to you. And so he, he, he identifies Christ Jesus as the glory of God. Are, are you listening? Yes. This gives us a key to the initiation of Saul into the call. This gives us a key to the availability of God's keeping and preserving presence in the lives of all 
who believe the truth. Because in the glory of God, there is no decay. In the glory of God, there is no weakness. In the glory of God, there is no bondage. There is no fear. In the glory of God, there is no place for the enemy, no access for adversity. In the glory of God. So this, this is your appointment. This is your season of revelational participation with the keeping power of God. This is the hour for men and women to rise up in the power and in the might of the most high and embarrass the feeble weapons of this natural world by experiencing the best that God has for you. This is the day that the Lord has made. My God, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Jump up to your feet, everybody. Glory, 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 glory. Put your hands on your spirit and shout it out loud. I'm a believer. Today. Now. I receive. Beyond the natural understanding. I receive according to the unction. Thank you, Lord, that I have an unction, an anointing from the Holy One. And I understand, I perceive, I recognize the living one, the truth I receive. And today, as I receive, you, you change me. Go ahead and give God a great shout. All right, you may be seated. And uh, and let's let's now just look at uh, look at the Gospel of Acts, <laughs> the Acts of the Apostles. See what Luke, the physician, wrote. Um, and, and let's begin with the sixth chapter and I want to infuse this week with the, the revelatory truth about the ever flowing power of God Amen. It, 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 child of God is very important for you to have a yay and an amen regarding spiritual facts spiritual facts are not yes or no based on how you feel spiritual facts are according to God's definition and so when you say yes and amen to spiritual facts they will not fail to change how you feel 
And, and so I want to talk about the ever-flowing provision of God. As procured for you through the victory of Christ and supplied by the grace of God. Yes. Amen. Yes. And, and so in order to look at that, because I want, to, I want to get into why was Saul of Tarsus rebuked by the Lord of glory. For fighting against his own conscience. How did the message. Of the glory of God get to Saul. And get resisted by him. Until. The Lord of glory had to say stop. Not another step. Now. Now I'm arresting you and you're going to have to wait till one of my own disciples comes to you, lays hands on you and prepares. Then I'm going to teach you. I'm going to FCD you. I'm going to FCF your life. I'm going to send you to the nations of the world to preach Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so when we look at this, we see that it begins, or God gives us a reference to it, it begins at a time in a growing, multiplying a church community. And here's one thing about, um, that I need to insert here. Uh, the body of Christ is, is, is huge. And that it's a fact. When, when, when you get to heaven, or when heaven gets to you, you know, whatever it is, right? You and I are going to, you know, inhabit eternity with the seed of Abraham that is more numerous than the stars of the sky. So theoretically, technically, truthfully, you're just going to live with better people. Or are you? Because your Bible, my word, my Bible says of whom the entire family or the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. Are you catching this? So when you're talking about a community of believers that is so numerous, the only reason that when you go to be with the Lord, there is spectacular, divine, and excellent order is forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. The reason there's discrepancies and arguments and fights and stupidity on this side of the universe <laughs> is because we are called to fight the good fight of faith and settle the word of God in our life. It's very important. Because right there in this flourishing, growing, multiplying body of believers, and this is where people most of the time think, I, well, I wish I lived in, in, the, in this day or that day. No, you would have been a problem then, just like you're having a problem with this day now. People, come on, somebody shout amen. 
So here we are in the height of, of divine momentum in the early church. And the widows are fighting. And, and, and there's who knows what's happening at the, at the feeding tables and all that. And uh, they need some help. And so the church chooses. I want you to hit someone and say, you don't know this yet. The, the apostles say, we're not going to leave meditating on the word of God and preaching the word of God in prayer to deal with another level of ministry. Yes. Choose from among you men full of the Holy Ghost and of wisdom. And so they chose from among those people, they chose Stephen. Do you remember that? Yes. And when they laid hands on the seven... Remember what I told you? You have to be mindful of the ever-flowing grace and power of God. When they laid hands on Stephen, more went into him than anybody knew. You see, the Lord will take you where you can't go if you won't limit him at the reception end. And, uh, and so there was no limits at the receiving end. Faith must have been preached about what is imparted through the laying on of hands. Faith was developed in what happens in the Holy Ghost community where the directions of divinely ordered uh, leaders is followed by men and women. Praise the Lord. And so they laid hands on them and, and, uh, and it says uh, in verse 7 of chapter 6, the word of God increased, the number of the disciples multiplied. Do you notice? There was a, there was a hiccup and they fixed it and it translated to church momentum. Are you here? You don't have to ever die because you quit in some kind of a movement. You don't have to die spiritually because you stop with people that thought God was finished. Mediocrity is never God's will. There's always a solution into the promotion of Almighty God. There's always a solution. Always a solution. Always a solution. There's always a solution. There's always another level. There's always another level. Don't be the kind of believer that says, well, what are they going to teach me that I don't already know? Be the kind of believer that says, I'm not satisfied with everything that I'm enjoying. I'm ready to go on to another level. Praise God forever. And if you are that, then I'm here to tell you, this is your year, this is your week, this is your season, and this is your time. (laughs) 
Oh, go ahead and lift your hands and praise the Lord, somebody. Glory. All right. So, so the word of God increased. The word of God increased. Praise the Lord. He started living more people. And the number of the disciples multiplied. In Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. That's a miracle right there. And isn't that right? It's it's a triple miracle. Three things happened. I love it when three things are in one verse. And Stephen, full of power, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. There's three things again. Full of faith and power did. Can you see that? Yes. Now here's Stephen. He's, 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 he's ordained. He has hands laid on him to function um, in a deacon's role, right? Yes. And then the flow of God goes into him into a measure that is relevant to an eternal impact. In a moment, you're going to see how God used one person to get two-thirds of the New Testament over to you so he can make a new person out of you. Nobody here is called to walk in mediocrity. No one in this age that we're living in right now is called to live beneath our privilege. My God has an injection and infusion of divine health and supernatural breakthrough and wisdom that is available for your life. My God. My God. There's going to come a spirit of wisdom and understanding regarding the things of God that you're going to be so certain about what God says that every natural handicap or weakness will break off of you and all of the freedoms and the liberties of the Lord will rise up in you. My God. You will see like you've never seen. You will talk like you've never talked. And you will do what you've never done. If you believe it, shout yes. If you believe it, shout yes. You believe it, shout yes. Are you getting anything out of this? All right, that's four yeses. Amen. You may be seated. Now listen, listen. I want us to see this. This is powerful. This is this week is going to revolutionize you. It's going to revolutionize you. It's going to change you, transform you. Every word I speak today is accurately targeted to assassinate your irritations. Every weakness, every infirmity, any, any, anything that is in your life that is anti your call, I'm targeting with the word of life. 
this week. Go right into the depth of your call. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. All right, so Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. So now we see that he is functioning in the miraculous and in wonders. Causing people to wonder, what in the world is this evidence? See, we could see a measure of Christ being revealed in and through Stephen. Can you see that? There's a spirit of wisdom in his life. How did he get that? Well, he got that through the all-ever-flowing grace of God that is trusted, entrusted to men and women that are... (laughs) Authorized by God. I'm just going to stop there. And uh, and so in verse 9 you could see the different people that were disputing with Stephen. Right? He, he's in the synagogue and, and, and um, he's sharing his faith. And, and there's all kinds of people that are, you know, maybe uh, inclined theologically different. Well, definitely. Uh, uh, philosophically different. Definitely. Are you listening to me? And, and, and yet no one, it says, and there were, they were not, verse 10, they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. The spirit by which he spake. The spirit by which he spake. God talked. The spirit by which he spake. There is no spirit in this world that can resist the spirit by which we speak. No devil, no demon. No enemy, no disease can resist the spirit by which we speak. No economical, no man-made, no, no, nothing can resist the wisdom of the spirit by which we speak. We are grateful today to be full of God. And I want to talk, child of God, don't minor on the majors. Major on the majors. And God is a major influence in your life. He's the fuel of your destiny. Mm. Do you have a minute? All right, sit down a minute. And so, notice the word resist. They could not resist the spirit and the the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. 
Do you see here that there is speech so full of power that human resistance is not relevant? Huh? Can you see? Can you see that you have this faith for this hour, this first century experience that you have will tie up enemies of the gospel all around you and release the freedom of the good news to reach the hearts of the hungry and the thirsty? Can you see that your enemy is a victim before your God who's infused you with wisdom and power? Humanity rises up to argue and debate, but when hands have been laid on you, when you have been filled with the power of God's supernatural grace, when you are one with the body of Christ, should we stop? All right. You may be seated. I'm, I'm, I need to just like skip some verses here because. <laughs> resist. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. That's how your enemy is going to be. <laughs> hey! See, now, now he, he, Stephen, is functioning or operating in this, in this powerful wisdom, in, in his powerful faith. And wonders and signs are happening among the people. And obviously, the philosophers, the theologians, the, um, the um, opposers, um, and the resistors of God's will could not resist the spirit and the wisdom that were the fuel or the inspiration of his speech. Can you see that? So, of course, they, they, they as you know, um, got people together to bear for, false witness against him and and, and, and say a bunch of lies, including that he, he, he predicted or, or is preaching that, that Christ Jesus is going to destroy Jerusalem and destroy uh, the, the places of worship and erect a different way and all that. They're all false witnesses. You could, you could hear about it. But if you notice in verse 15, and, there, and in verse 15 of chapter 6, it says, And all that said, in the council, looking steadfastly on him, saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. 
or they saw his face glow as the face of an angel of God. What the original language is an angel of God. How many? All that sat in the council looking steadfastly. The, the original Greek is very clear. They, they, they were attentively observing. And all of them attentively observing saw his face glow and shine. He was having a transfiguration. He's, he's having a transfiguration in front of everybody. And his face was glowing like the face of an angel of God. And then he opens his mouth and he begins to preach. And the first words he says, uh, it, he addresses it to, to specific individuals. He says, men, brothers, and fathers. Do you see that? Yes. In verse 2? Yes. So that's who was there. Are you listening to me? The, 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 the elders were there. Uh, the, the peers were there. And uh, the, the council members were there. And he said, listen, the God of glory. The God of glory. The God of glory. The God of glory appeared to Abraham. The God of glory appeared to Abraham. The God of glory appeared to Abraham. And then he begins to teach. And he says, and he gave Abraham the covenant of circumcision. And Abraham begat Isaac. And Isaac begat Jacob. And and, and Jacob begat the patriarchs. And the patriarchs were moved with envy against Joseph and sold him into slavery. But God was with Joseph and God promoted Joseph. And you know that story. You know that. I don't know if anybody here would like God to use you to be a feeder of the planet. I don't know if anybody here would like God to use you at a time when there is a famine to have a house full of supply. Lift your hands and shout yes. yes. Shout yes. yes. And one more time for the Holy Ghost. Yes. So he's, he's given them a, a lesson, but he gets to Moses. Now, all of this is happening. You know the story. Is Saul not there? Yes. So Saul is seeing. And Saul is hearing. (laughs) So now, I don't have to wonder why Saul went to meditate on the word of God and learn after he ran into the glory of God. I know exactly why. He said, yeah, I saw him, but I had seen him earlier living in the man. And I'm not just going to run off and talk about what I saw up in the sky. I'm going to go find out about the one who lives in the man. That's why he says, the 
the father of glory because now he has a name for glory. Glory is Jesus Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Glory, 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 glory. Sit down a minute. And so what happens, should I stop? Are you sure? And so he, he's going down the line and he gets to Moses. And he says, Moses, and he says, Moses rose up and he thought that his brothers would understand, his people would understand. And so he slew the Egyptian thinking that they, that they would receive him as their deliverer. Read the sermon, you'll love it. And, but they didn't understand. So, so they, and, and, and they, you know, and so Moses ended up in that general vicinity where Paul would go to that was already called holy ground. <laughs> and while he's over there for 40 years, all of a sudden, God appears to him in the fire and in the burning and, and speaks to him through an angel and he says to him who he is, right? Yes. Well, again, there's glory. Yes. So now he's listening to the sermon, Saul is. And God speaks to Moses, calls Moses, Moses delivers the people, people come out, and he's, he's going down the line, right? right? And while Moses is up on the mountain, again, you got, you got a theologian listening. M- Moses is on the mountain, what's up there? There's the cloud. Moses is in the cloud. Stuff's happening. While Moses is in the cloud, 40 day, he's on a 40 day fast. <laughs> he's up in the cloud. By the time he comes back, They need a revival. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so he, um, he, preaches, he preaches while he's, he's illuminated, literally, physically. He talks about a God of glory appearing to Abraham. And uh, you don't have to stretch your thoughts to see how long, how healthy, how blessed, how wealthy, how fruitful Abraham was. He talks about Moses. You don't have to stretch your theology if you're a Pharisee of the Pharisees to understand how healthy, how strong, how, how youthful, how, how godly, and uh, ETC Moses was. Am I not telling you the truth? That is where the Holy Spirit pierced the conscience of Saul of Tarsus. For the first time he was looking at the indwelling. And Christ was indwelling one of his ministers 
And for the first time, Saul was seeing that. And yet everything he thought and claimed he believed was being preached and it was on record. And so you know the story. The story is that they, they went ahead and, and, and got real angry at, 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 at uh, Stephen because he got pretty carried away with his sermon in, verse, in chapter 7 there. And uh, he, t- he tells them in, in verse 37 that Moses was the one that prophesied. Should I stop? No. A prophet will the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren. Like unto me you should, you should, you should hear. And he's talking about Jesus, isn't he? Right. The, the Lord of glory. And, uh, and so he's... Uh, He's, he's, he's preaching and then he talks about the house. And he says that Solomon built God a house. But then now he says, what house will you build me? Now he's talking about a house. A house is where somebody lives. If you're the house of God, God lives in you. If God lives in you, it'll show. Praise the Lord forever. It should show. I'll make sure it shows. Amen. Amen. I, 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 I'm, I'm just going to just, just hit that ignition in your life tonight. I'm going to hit the ignition of your call this week. And, and I'm going to get that thing going. It doesn't matter if it, if it I just I just keep pulling on that thing till you get going. Amen. Yeah, oh yes, oh yeah. I got a few help helpers here. We'll push you and then we'll kick you into gear. Next thing you know, you're revving like you haven't revved in a long time. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, so he talks about the house, and he says, what house will you build me? And, and, and he goes, he continues, God does not live in houses made by man's hands. Again, he's glowing and shining with the glory of God that lives in him. And, and so they, he's martyred. He's the first martyr of the church, Stephen is. He's stoned, um, and uh, he's martyred by stoning. And uh, when that happened, he cries out to the Lord, and uh, and uh, asks that the Lord would not lay this sin to their charge, and um, he does say, "I see the uh, I, I see uh, heaven open, the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God." So when he says that in verse in chapter eight and verse one, it says Saul was consenting unto his death. Do you see that? So when the Lord appears to Saul in the, in the ninth chapter of Acts and he says it's hard for you to kick against your conscience 
We know exactly what he's talking about. Do you see? And it's literally Christ saying, okay, you resisted my glory in the face of a man. Now, I'm revealing my glory as the man. I am Jesus of Nazareth. How do you like my power now? (laughs) Do you have any arguments about my plans for your future? Why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Well, I'm Jesus of Nazareth, whom you're persecuting. It's hard for you to kick against your conscience. And so he says, arise and go, and it'll be shown to you what you must do. And then the Lord uses another disciple. And Ananias doesn't want to do it. And God tells him, no, you know, Saul is good. Trust me, he's more afraid of you than you are of him. <laughs> and and he, he goes there, he lays his hands on him and he said, Brother Saul... <laughs> The Lord that you saw in the way sent me to you to lay my hands on you that you would recover your sight and and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it was like scales fell off his eyes and forthwith he received his sight. He got up and was baptized. And again, officiating that baptism was Ananias. Now, we go back to the same, remember, where we started. When it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace... To reveal his son in me. Notice it went beyond to me. In me. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. So he shows us. A preparatory time. That he took. To be directly tutored and taught. About how to house. The one that. Revealed himself to him on the road to Damascus not so that he would keep him to himself but he said whom we preach my God and today we preach we preach him as strength to your spirit health to your soul wisdom to your life health to your body longevity to your call prosperity to your conduct and fruit for your life. He's your all in all. He is your aid, your ally, your help, your protector. My God, my God, my God. Lift your hands and shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. One more time for the Holy Ghost. All right, you, you may be seated. Now, um, we have a little bit of time. I'd like for us to look at this. Uh, Peter, 
addresses Paul's words as hard to be understood. Now, how many of you know what I'm talking about? That didn't mean that uh, Peter didn't understand what Paul was saying. It was that the Holy Spirit is revealing to the church a provision. And I'm telling you right now, I don't think anybody here can afford to settle for where you are. I, I, I don't think you can afford to settle for where you are. I, I, I think that for the first thing and the best thing you can keep stirred in your life is this urgency and, and, and this, this excellence of God's divine upgrade for your quality of life. Bringing more of himself into evidence in your life. And, 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 and this is where, this is where um, um, this, this prophet and teacher takes time. You know, he stays away. He receives what he needs to learn about the indwelling of God. And we can go to all over and we will this week. But why did the apostle Paul teach about the indwelling so much? And what did the Lord teach him when he appeared to him and then when he spent time with him in, uh, in that uh, desert? Teaching him how to be different by becoming. Participating, not changing a sermon. But experiencing greater than that. A change that is a change of nature and a change of experience. And here he is faithful in ministering in Antioch. And uh, we'll, we'll go over there later um, in the week. But he's named among the prophets and teachers. And there comes a time when the flow of the Holy Spirit, moving in this multicultural, you know, very influential, very influenced first century church under the influence of God. And the Lord gives clear direction. And when he does, and uh, the minister gives obey, there is another level of ordination, if you can call it that. Elevation from being a prophet and teacher. To being separated to the work whereunto I called them. You can see it in the 13th chapter of Acts. Where they not only heard God. When they were fasting and praying and ministering to the Lord. But then they fasted and prayed after that. And then they laid hands on them and sent them. They being sent forth by the Holy Ghost. Does that make sense? Now you you could see from that moment on. There is an emphasis in the records of Luke. St. Luke, in the book of Acts, almost like switches over to predominantly the supernatural works of the Apostle Paul. Are are, are you following? And so we'll go back to Acts. 
probably this week. But let's look at the 19th chapter. I like this in in light of I only have like 10-15 minutes and then I'm going to send you to to uh, have a little recess and we'll be back here in the next session. Do you love me today? Yes. Well, that was the weakest yes I've ever heard. Well, you don't have to yell, just... Let's look at the 19th chapter of Acts. And God worked special miracles. That's what the word wrought means. God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and the diseases departed that word means left I want you to put a note somewhere even if you have to write it or tattoo it on your forehead and and, and tattoo it backwards so when you look in the mirror you can read it and and just, just this is a very important point Diseases leave. They bypass your house. They leave your household. They leave your territory. They have no place in your body. They depart out of your life. They leave. Now that's what the word of God says. They were they they they, they so that from his body were taken what his body were brought to the sick aprons and handkerchiefs handkerchiefs and aprons and the diseases departed from them and evil spirits went out of them. So if you you could see in the spirit if you could see in the invisible realm, it's like little imps were just running out of the neighborhood and little diseases were floating out of it. Just because something had made contact with the body of Christ. See, it was taken from the body of Paul, but Paul's body was not his body. He said, I'm crucified, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but it's Christ who lives in me. He's talking about the indwelling. He's talking about the God of glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Let me just give you some, 
If our gospel be hid, it is hid unto them that believe not in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of those which believe not less the light of the knowledge of the glory of God that shines in the face of Jesus Christ should shine unto them. Where did Paul see that first? Somebody get ready for a supernatural divine enrapturement in every aspect of your being. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost in this place. That's what Peter said. Peter even said, pay attention to this until the day dawn, the day star. Arise in your heart because out of your face the glory of the glory will rise and shine and there will be freedom from anything and everything that is substandard in the life of my end time generation. I have chosen you. You have not chosen me, the Lord says. Somebody give God some praise. I'm not preaching tonight. shines in the face of Jesus should shine under them. Unbelief robs you of your own personal participation in the evidence of Christ in your life. Unbelief puts a dimmer on the glory don't feed unbelief because a lie will always have an end but the truth abides forever feed your faith feed your faith and know that God is not to be recognized only as someone who's up there that needs to come down or down there that needs to come up. But what saith it? Christ is in your heart 
and in your mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. Talking about God talk. I'm talking about God talk. People all over the world, the Lord has sent me to prepare you so that he would reveal his son in you. You'll be walking in the school and teachers will fall out under the power and students will be overcome by the power of God. Your enemies will not be able to resist you because Christ in you will preserve you and protect you and keep you. I need to stop. Somebody just shout, yes. I, I still have 10 minutes. My goodness. My God. My God. Special miracles. God did special miracles by the hands of Paul. Or within the jurisdictional ministry of Paul. How God? Well, they took from Paul's body to the sick. Aprons and handkerchiefs that have been in contact with his body. And diseases just left the sick. People, people, that, people that were supposed to die lived. My God. And evil spirits left them. Now I want you to look at this. I'm, 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 uh, hopefully, I'm talk to you out there. In uh, in uh, FCF Live Land. I'm just going to make a statement and later on this week. Some, somebody say later on this week. Later on this week. So I'll, I'll be able to elaborate on that if the Lord leads me. I'll make a statement. Don't rush out of here all, you know, hiccuping on, on that statement. <laughs> you know, don't, don't strain at a gnat. <laughs> Praise the Lord. If you read the scriptures carefully... And Christy, you too, because you never heard this. Look at it. Look at it. I'm just telling you that because I want to bless you, uh, Amira. Look at this. You ready? Yes. Verse 13. And certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus saying, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew and chief of the priests, which did so. Now notice it, it, it doesn't list every activity that these self-directed people got involved with. Are you listening to me? It just lists the one where God decided are, are, you, are you catching that? And so 
So it doesn't list what others, others might have gotten a little bit of success. Just on credit. We don't know. We do know that it set these seven up. <laughs> and so they had gotten together and had a, a, a vagabond exorcist convention. And got all the different tribes of vagabond exorcists together and said, you know, we've been in this exorcism business for a long time. And uh, we all know that, you know, we don't know what we're doing. (laughs) But since there's no one here but us, this guy, Paul, man, he doesn't even have to show up. He preaches Christ. They forgot that he preaches Christ in you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so let's just use that name. And, um, and so they decided to do that. And they actually finished the vagabond exorcist convention. And all of the yays got the vote. And they went out to do it. <clears throat> we'll do that and come back and report later. And they went out. And uh, here they are. The... the uh, the sons of Sceva, seven of them, <clears throat> they, they did it. They did so. And uh, the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know. And Paul I know. But who are you? authority is not transferred to the empty the reason demons knew Paul is he was so full of God God was getting into cloth (laughs) he was (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and you're so full of God you're so full of God you got no business letting your tongue talk anything other than what you're full of who you're full of you're so full of God that if you put your spirit and your tongue in agreement with the power that you're full of the power of the living God in you will eradicate out of your life and diminish out of your presence anything and everything that threatens the divine call over your life Blessed be the Lord, the most high God. Blessed be the Lord, 
Now lift your other hand and celebrate. Glory be to God. There is a harvest coming into your life. There is a recovery coming into your life. There is a restitution coming into your life. You're going to receive your years back. You're going to receive your harvest back. You're going to receive the blessing of the Lord. Recover all. Recover all. Glory, 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 glory. Do you believe the Lord? Did we overcome through the Lord? Yes. Have we recovered all through the Lord? Yes. Do we have all in the Lord? Yes. Are we in the Lord? Yes. Is the Lord in us? Yes. Praise God. Somebody thank the Lord out loud. All right, let, let, let's sit down for a minute and, and just go over this because we are not studying a historic account. We are literally receiving uh, cross-dispensational, ever-living, imparted grace. That means there is no distance or, or, or separation in the passing of time. We don't serve, serve the lordship of time over God. We serve the lordship of God over time. We serve God as lord of time. And so when we look into the holy scriptures, we certainly don't have to wonder whether or not there are still devils on the earth today. God knows there's vagabonds on the earth today. <laughs> of every nationality. And, and we don't have to wonder whether there's sicknesses or diseases in the earth today, do we? No. Do we have to wonder if Christ is in the earth today? No. Do we have to wonder if God has apostles or prophets in the earth today? No. Is the body of Christ in the earth today? Yes. All right, well, then these issues are human issues, and these actions are solutions are divine solutions. And these divine solutions are provided to solve human issues. And so you are called to participate in not only the solution, but being a solution supplier. Right? So, so I want you to see this for a minute because I don't have much time. When Paul tells us in Colossians... Um, well, and Galatians, that I might preach him unto the Gentiles. To reveal his son in me, that I might preach him. We think, well, he's, he, he's going to preach him when he gets audience. When he gets where he's going and talks to the people that he has audience with. You go to Colossians. Christ in you. The hope of glory whom we preach. So we immediately think that the only time when Paul was able to preach was when he made audience. But right there in the Holy Scriptures it shows us that at times 
the anointing and the agreement that Paul had with the redemption and the provision of God were so strong that he went places where he didn't go. That stuff that touched him took what he had or the power of who he had and wherever stuff that touched him went his sermon was preached with evidence of breaking the power of the devil off of the lives of humanity. Special miracles. That's where you're living right now. Special miracles. That's where you're living right now. Special miracles. Oh, lift your hands and shout like you never shouted in your life. Put your hands on your spirit and say, International Miracle Institute. First century faith. First century discipleship. This this global house will see a global result. Supernatural harvest. We recover all now. And we have recovered all in Christ. If you believe it, give God a great shout. Listen, sit down if you can, please. I want to talk to you just a few minutes. I want you to listen because it's very important for us to set the stage for impartation. And what I mean by that is for the things that the Lord will put into you this week that will never be lost. Okay? So... It's very, it's very thrilling to me to get a chance to cover even a little bit tonight. But I want to show you something. Would you like to see this? Yes. Let me ask you first a question. When these miracles that we all have heard about, which, which we could tell stories, but right now we're talking about Paul. These miracles we've all heard about in the life of uh, St. Paul aprons and the cloths going from his body by the way never said prayer cloths that's why when I take cloth at the end of our crusades I ask people to bring cloth my team has to carry about four, five, ten baskets you can ask them up to my room and I leave them overnight in my hotel room wherever I'm at and I I pray for them but I also make bodily contact with them that's why I tell people don't put you know needles and stuff and in in, in 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 pins and all that in in in, in the cloths and there's, there's more to it it's, it's the point of contact with the house where God lives yeah. now if you don't understand that child of God you're always going to be in a prayer line in need of a healing and we have a miracle ministry. We thank God for healing. And, and, and God uses us and uses you. Because sometimes we need to be dependent on God. 
to receive from one another. Sometimes pride keeps people from receiving from people. And uh, you're not called to be proud. But how many understand that once we get our miracles, it is also uh, very important to learn how to live in divine health. There's no condemnation if you, if, if, if you have symptoms or whatever. We all have to stand against the works of the enemy. It's not because the devil loves you that he attacks you. But how many of us will agree that in this text, Paul is not at the location? The cloths are somewhere where Paul is not. They were taken away from where he's at. Isn't that right? Now you know the story, but let's, let's, let's read it like we've never read it before. Because this is my, my point tonight. Where are we? Did, did my... What... Yeah, the, the, my Bible is just turning pages on me. It knows I don't stay at one part forever. <clears throat> All right, now watch this. And, and he said, uh, the man in whom the evil spirit was... Well, first of all, and the evil spirit answered. Now you could tell that that identifies a very scary voice. It's to them, that is, right? And said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them. Now watch this. I want you to notice. Who did the back talking? And notice his argument was, he wasn't impressed with who they are. Why? Because they didn't know the one that needed to be invited in so that they would be feared by the one they were trying to cast out. So he was saying that God doesn't give authority to the empty. I know Jesus. Are you listening to me? He's God, full of God, operated by the power of God. I know Paul. He's full of Christ, full of God. He operated with the power of God. But who are you? You're empty. You're vagabonds. You're on your own. You're without commission. You're on a... Are you li- now this was, who was doing the talking? So notice there was a force behind those words. And then who jumped on them? The man. Notice the force wants to use the man. And yet most Christians around the world want to divorce God from using your body. But I want you to know that God has a claim on your body to fill it with supernatural enablement. To heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils and declare the God's speech. Hallelujah. Should I stop? Alright, that wasn't the part I wanted to read. I haven't seen you for a few days. I'm going to talk to you a little bit. And so he leaped on them and overcame them. Of course, I mean, between terror and superhuman (laughs) power. And he prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Well, that's pretty embarrassing, (laughs) right? So like he beat them up and 
strip their clothes off. Are you listening to me? And yet the same, the same demonic forces were the ones doing the leaving the houses when the cloths were coming from the body of the man full of God. I need to stop, Rocky. Woo! And so, watch what happens. Paul is not even there. Hit someone say, Paul is not even there. I want you to shout, we're having miracles all over the world. There are things happening right now. And I'm not even there geographically. I'm recovering all. You believe it? Yes. Well, he's not even there. He's not even, stay on your feet. He's not even there. Paul's not even there. He's called to preach Christ. He's not even there. His cloths got enough results. Mobilized, mobilized a movement that wasn't even attached to his. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, my, this evidence hit, hit. The streets, seven naked, wounded sons of Sceva running down the street, yelling, ah, he's after us, he's after us. And this was known to all the Jews and the Greeks dwelling in Ephesus. No wonder Paul could write to the Ephesians and talk about the God of glory. This was known in all of Ephesus and fear fell on them all and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Oh, wait a minute. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also which used curious arts, that means magic, witchcraft, sorcery, uh, and brought their books together and burned them in front of all the people and they counted the price of them and they were 50,000 pieces of silver so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed God lives in you I said God lives in you you are not limited to geography you are not limited to disposition God lives in you my God Christ in you the hope of glory whom we preach Whenever there's a clash of forces, something is going to break. And I predict to you on the living word of God, your enemy's forces will break. He will burn his manuals. He will put away his strategy. God will have his way in your life. If you believe it, jump up and give God the greatest shout of praise you ever have in your life. we bless the people of God we thank you for the worldwide global family of believers we thank you for the supernatural 
a first century faith live session in people's homes, in your lives, your relatives, your loved ones, your health, your prosperity, your circumstances, your business, every aspect of your life lifted by the power of God and his covenant towards you. I bless you in the name of the Lord and we bless you and thank God together with you for recovering all. And if you believe it, lift your hands and shout and praise the Lord for the world. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.